You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe alongside the very feisty Jake Mark from the Washington Six. I thought you forgot my name for a second. Nah, man. Dramatic pause once again, man. You dramatic always get pause. me with that dramatic pause. I know. It'll I'm not very feisty. I'm a little feisty. I'm a, I'm a little feisty. Can man. I tell you uh, what you texted me yesterday? Can I tell the listeners? I don't have to tell you. You know what you said. <laughs> what did I text you yesterday? You on the heavy bag working out. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on, Clay Travis. <laughs> That's right. Was that like a backhanded kick? It was a spinning wheel kick. Whoa, wow. Didn't know you had it. That in was you. just for you, but uh I would have hit him like in the kneecap. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I was impressed. Can you can you post that on Twitter? You working out on the heavy bag? No. And then you I'm tag Clay Travis, I'm coming after you. <laughs> you, you I don't know. You might get some followers. He might have some uh he might have some, some have some words for me, yeah. uh, some words that he just used that I'm not going to repeat. Come on, on uh, on his own show, uh, or maybe you could be taking out your frustrations. Maybe you're thinking it's a Lafayette officiating crew. That That's <laughs> what I was talking about. Yes, uh, plenty to discuss over the next uh, two hours. We'll get to the inside joke here in seconds. You can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash text line eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. A lot of different headlines on this uh, Thursday morning, correct? It's Wednesday. On this Wednesday morning. <laughs> yesterday was a long it day. It was a long day, yeah. So uh, I think we we have some girls basketball talk about a couple of teams going for state championships, but I think we need to probably tip things off with uh, the boys' high school playoffs in the second round. With Wasita and West Monroe, what we saw last night. and Last year you called it the – I thought it was the best game of the year, and that included last night's game? football. In last night's game, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's the deal. Uh, first of all, give credit to both sides. I mean, they they played hard, yeah. um, and and, and the, you know don't want to take anything away from the kids. They really did play hard, but the officiating. And this is my biggest pet peeve. And I'm not. I don't want to be that guy that just constantly complains about officials. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve in basketball is when they take. It out of the hands of the kids, and they 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 got they pretty much did that last night. Sixty. How would you describe? Oh, sorry. How would you describe the flow of that game? Uh, <laughs> I, I would more so describe it as a free throw shooting contest for for the majority of it. Sixty one fouls last yeah. night. Sixty one fouls. And you thought it was bad in the first half. The, se- the second quarter was the worst. First half, what? Uh, twenty six, twenty eight fouls. Uh, yes. And then they come back in the second half and have even more. Yeah, they came back having any more, but the second quarter was ridiculous. They, it, it, it took away from the game because it took flow away from the yeah. game. And listen, it was highly competitive, and both teams, we know what both teams can do. We know, you know what both teams uh, play like in that environment against each other on that grand stage. We just saw it last year. And it just, I don't know, I, I was a little sour after that game because I was like, man, y'all didn't have to blow it every time somebody breathed on someone, you know? Mm. And that's that was my only takeaway. But They it, wanted to take control of the game, and they basically ruined a very good matchup between West Monroe and Washita. 80-plus free throws in one <sighs> basketball game. Yeah. yeah. What did that book look like after? Uh, just a bunch of lines. A <laughs> bunch of lines. 
bunch of slashers. Yeah, uh, West, Washita does take care of business versus West Monroe, seventy-one to fifty-seven. Uh, West Monroe got it within what uh, six points there in the second half. Every time they made a little bit of a charge, Washita was able to answer. Lions advance on as the number two seed. Yeah, Katie Wallace was special last night. He he was incredible. He had twenty-three points for the Washita Lions. Uh, he had two emphatic dunks. Uh, there in the fourth quarter that really helped seal the deal for them. And listen, uh, high school basketball, pretty cool setting and scene last night at West Monroe. We were curious what it would be like after last year at the Madhouse. Packed or packed gym last year, and then, of course, follow-up this year with a huge, huge crowd out there. It was nice to see. Unfortunately, it didn't feel like they were part of the game. They were kind of like the, the players. The game was so choppy, they never got the opportunity to get that fired up and have long stretches where it kind of went back and forth. That was the thing, long stretches. You had you had moments. Ten you had, seconds. <laughs> you had a little bit longer than that. Uh, but it was, like I said, highly competitive. I would have loved to have seen them swallow that whistle a little bit. I guess I kind of understand just because it is two rivals playing on that stage and maybe they didn't want things to get chippy, but – Overall, I was I was pretty disappointed that they blew the whistle so often. We have some sound from uh, Jeremy Madison, Washita's head coach. We'll share with you later. Also in the postseason, nobody uh, still in the hunt in the 4A ranks. In 3A, we get our dream matchup in the quarterfinals: Carroll versus Wasman. Go ahead and set up a tent. Start uh, getting ready if you want to get into that gymnasium come uh, Friday night, as it'll be the Cats versus the Dogs one more time. A four versus five seed. Wasman. Uh, Impressive win against the Baker squad that we talked about yesterday. Wildcats had no problem, though, 87-62. to 62. Flip side, Carroll versus Patterson. Thought this was a misprint, and then I dived into it a little bit more. Uh, Patterson really slowed the game down. Slowed the game down, but Carroll came out 32-30. to 30. I thought for a second they stopped at halftime. <laughs> Uh, also in uh, 3A, congratulations to Richwood as a number seven seed. Uh, they advance on with a 48, 46-35 victory. They now get the opportunity to go take on powerhouse Peabody down there in Alexandria. Union Parish Falls, 44-39. Madison uh, is in that same district as the 18th seed squaring off against Peabody. They end up losing 73-40. to you look at the the second round scores, and I made a I had a chance to go to Raybo before before I went over to West Monroe. Uh, the Hornets are just a show right now. Well, yeah, of course it's going to be. It might be a show all the way through. Uh, I got there literally at seven o one or seven o two and parked a half a mile away from the gym, and that is no lie. Yeah, and then uh, treated to just. I mean, literally, I was there for a quarter. I had enough highlights to fill up four minutes from there. Unfortunately, you missed the 360 Malik Wilson dunk, though. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. I did get a couple other dunks that were pretty darn impressive. Go to at Aaron's Aces if you want to check it out. Rabel wins second week in a row or second game in a row. They score over 100 points, 104 to 55 versus Ville Platt. This Ville Platt squad wasn't too shabby either. No, not too shabby at all. And, and to beat them like that, I mean, Rabel's making a statement right now. Uh, Faraday on the bottom side of the bracket takes care of West St. Mary. That was a little bit of an upset at 10 versus a seed. They will also advance on. In 1A, how about this matchup we will now have in the quarterfinals? You got Tensaw scoring off against Sicily Island. Also in the 1A bracket, uh, Haynesville, of course, with that win earlier this week. They will now uh, take on North Central. They'll go on the road. Jonesboro Hodge, after beating Link, 
Lincoln Prep earlier in the week. They are 10 seed. They will now get their shot at Delhi as the Bears continue to look very impressive. They win 85-32. to 32. In Class B, as expected, Simsboro, the number one seed, has no issues in the second round. They take care of Quitman 98-66. to 66. Weston as the number seven seed. They win a thriller in double overtime, 67-63 versus Mount Hermon. They'll now square off against the traditional power Zawali, the number two seed. In Class C, Summerfield advances on with an impressive 63-20 victory. Celine as a number four seed, 68-52 over Calvin. They will now be at home versus Pleasant Hill. Also in the second round, uh, news not so good in Division Four. Uh, Terry Waldrop did a fantastic job with St. Frederick this year, but the Warriors uh, in the second round had some issues in the closing three minutes of that game, had a chance to pull the 12 versus 5 upset versus Vermilion Catholic, but ultimately falls 64-58. to Cedar Creek loses to Hamilton Christian 78-52, to and OCS loses to St. Martin's Episcopal 51-40, to I believe chicken scratch yeah you have trouble. uh division five claiborne christian is in the quarterfinals and i think that is all so in all about 16 17 area teams still in the hunt for state championships after the second round all right very nice tommy says hand checking by rule is not allowed in high school basketball no north louisiana official association calls hand checking tightly southern associations especially lafayette and lake charles does that is a good point yeah and that is always one issue with Washita and the style of play that they play. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, it's your officials are like teams. Some work together better than others. Bad officials think people come to watch them referee. <laughs> it kind of felt like that last night. Yeah. That game is tough. Man, it, it really upset me. Because <laughs> I was look, I, we were looking forward to that for how long? Because mm-hmm. we started already mapping it out and just going, man, think about last year. Think about what this is going to be like this year. Yeah. Girls uh, State semifinals got a number of teams still in the hunt for championships. Uh, yesterday, Maryville takes care of Jonesboro Hodge, 80 to 49. The story of this game: Maryville features a player, Andrea Cornayer, probably mispronouncing her name. She's a 5,000 point career scorer. Wow! She went into this game averaging 35 points per game. So against Jonesboro, she uh, puts up 40. Has seven assists, 15 of 18 from the free throw line, 11 and 29 from the field. Pretty darn impressive. Jonesboro Hodge, of course, did not help their uh, chances by shooting just 15% in the second quarter. They were three of 20 mm. in that quarter. They fall 80 to 49. Great run though by Christy Brothers and her squad. Also yesterday we had the uh, North Louisiana matchup of Arcadia versus Delhi. To call the first quarter ugly would be an understatement. It was 7-5 to Delhi after the first quarter. In the first quarter, Delhi did not make one single field goal, and they still led. They were 0-8 for 8 from the field. And that's the thing, too. When, when you see these teams get on the stage, that's the first thing that stands out is the shooting. A lot of teams usually don't shoot well. Mm-hmm. There you see. Uh, they turned it on a little bit in the second quarter. Uh, won that quarter 13-9. Ultimately, they beat Arcadia 47-39. to The big story in 4A, Neville going after its first state championship since 1959. You talk about playing on the big stage and how you could be intimidated. Neville Tigers certainly were not versus South Lafouche. They win 56-45. to They get off to a fantastic yeah. start, led in the first quarter 24-7. to Jumped all over them. 
Uh, South Lafouche made a little bit of a run in the third quarter because Neville had uh, made just one shot in the third quarter. Then Neville turns around in the fourth quarter, makes seven of eight to close that game out. So this is what the schedule looks like. Friday is the big day for North Louisiana squads. It'll all kick off at 10 a.m. Claiborne Christian versus Christ Episcopal. That is a one versus two matchup with seven teams in that division playing for state championships. At noon, you got the Class C final, number two seed, Atlanta versus Plainview. At 2 o'clock, the 1A final, Delhi, the number one seed versus Maryville. Can they slow down that girl who is averaging 35 points per game? Good luck. And then at 8 o'clock, uh, the 4A championship game, Neville, the number three seed, will take on Easton, who comes in as the number four seed. Uh, Easton is now making their third title appearance in the last uh, five years. I believe they went on a 16-0 run in the second half to advance to the finals. Mm. So there's your basketball recap from uh, last night. I'm sure I missed one or two schools. Please hit me up, 888-993-7762. We had some college baseball last night, Jake. Yes, we did. And we always enjoy our visit with uh, James Cooper from Grambling. You could tell he was confident. He would not be scared, and his Tigers would not be scared of the LSU Tigers last night. And they played like it for the first six innings. Man, so the funny thing about this was we really talked a lot yesterday about how Christian Marquez wasn't able to register an out last year. Against LSU. Against LSU, yes. So then he's pitching, you know, the Southpaw's pitching again this year, and he goes out there and he dominates. He only gives up four hits, and I believe five, five or six innings was absolutely dominant. Shuts LSU down, gives up only one run. Gramlin's out to a three-to-one lead, and then he gets pulled, and Gramlin's bullpen falls apart and gives up a, a trio of home runs, and LSU's able to pull away uh, with a ten-to-three victory. But on the flip side, Cam Sanders, who <laughs> Coach Cooper pointed out in that interview, we we had fun with that. Uh, pointed out that he didn't, he wasn't able to register an out last week in his first start at LSU either. Man, I was as I was waiting on the West Monroe Washington game to start, I was watching the game. And I thought, here we go again, because he loaded the bases. He had three walks in the first inning, actually walked in a run for Grambling, I believe. And um, Marshawn Taylor had, had had a pretty big hit in that first inning. And he he just barely got out of that first inning. And uh, I got to tell you, he, he actually went four innings. He kind of had a, a Jekyll and Hyde performance, uh, was, was really bad in some spots, but did have, you know, eight strikeouts. Did, when he got that uh, breaking ball working, you can see there's a lot of potential there if he can if he can get command of that of his stuff. But uh, overall, him only going four innings put LSU in a pickle. And Mikael uh, Hillard came in and and was dealing. He he, he shut Gramlin down for four innings, and uh, LSU was fortunate enough that their bats came alive to, to win that game. Mm, they end up winning a ten to three. The other big storyline: Jake Slaughter had uh, two hits in the ball game. It's nice to see. to see him get on track. Yes, yes. He's He hasn't had a, a great start to the season, so really, really good to see him come through last night. Tigers back in action tonight, correct, versus uh, Southeastern. Correct. So that's why it was important for Cam Sanders to go long. Uh, they're, they're fortunate that Hillard was able to go four innings after him. What? They're actually going on the road? I didn't know LSU did that in non-conference play. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They're going to Hammond. Dude, they came to Nichols when I was there. Yeah. That was, you're talking about pretty fun. Nichols people hadn't seen anything like that. Oh. 
So we just assumed that, uh, and that's what we get for assuming, right? Uh, ULM would go over to Jackson State six and one on the yeah. year, and they would just hammer yeah. Jackson State, a swag school. Well, we thought wrong. We thought wrong. Uh, Jackson State actually wins this game yesterday, seven to two. The Hawks could only muster four hits on the game. Getting information from this game was, I, I was looking for smoke signals from Jackson. They had no live feed. I couldn't find anything on Twitter. It was like back in the old days. I thought I was going to have to call Federico from the dugout. <laughs> hey, what's going on over there? Right. Uh, and, and the thing is, the Warhawks only had four hits in this game. Yeah. Only had four hits, and that's what shocked me. Uh, because we saw how, how the offense was coming off of that series against Northern Kentucky, and they put up 21 runs in one game over the weekend. So that was surprising to see their offense kind of stall out like that on the road. Um, I did point out, though, Jackson State did beat UNO, and, and that's I think that's a pretty quality win. So maybe we, we did overlook Jackson State. You disrespecting Jackson State. Uh, I know how you are. How many people were there, by the way? <laughs> yeah, so this is my other <laughs> takeaway. So I found a box score finally, so I'm scouring through it. They actually put the attendance on the box score, which I thought was nice. And the poor fool that sat there and counted the 72 people that Don't were there. Don't put that on there. <laughs> Leave that off. I say poor fool. It only took him a minute. <laughs> yeah. Man, if you, have, if you have less than 100, please do not put that on the box yeah. score. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you like it. <laughs> Fans of that school. What, what happens if the number was inflated? Oh, I'm sorry. It was 74. I said 72. 74 were there. What happens if that number was inflated? <laughs> I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Louisiana Tech versus Northwestern State postponed till today. All right, we went through a lot of different headlines there. Hit us up, 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Doctor segment coming up at 7.30 with uh, Dr. Jeff Counts. What's the word on Zach Watson? Still day-to-day or what? Still day-to-day. Last I heard. Uh, Brooke uh, Store will join us at 7.45. Lady Texas coming off a big victory. They got another big matchup on Thursday. Keith Richard will join us at 8 o'clock. Warhawks back at home to close out the regular season. Two games this week. Also, We've got some audio from a thrilling finish last night between Miami and North Carolina. Also, got some more NCAA talk because we know you're not tired of hearing that. Let us know what you think. 888-993-7762. Do you like it when uh, NBA stars blast the double NCAA and call it corrupt? A LeBron that never played in the NCAA. Here, here's my thing. Every we act like these are hot takes, but everyone agrees with the NCAA. I think it's a hot take if you're actually for the NCAA. So I don't know why it's such big news that everybody is in agreement that the NCAA is corrupt. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We'll get to your text after the break on the morning drive. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. 
Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. New year, new you. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork. All slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials. Chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99 or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter app for delivery. Two locations, one 65 North in Monroe, or Plain Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Podna's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, we got a couple texts here. You want to read them? Yes. Uh, Kenneth says, how many free throws did West Monroe miss last night? It's a much closer game if they would have converted. So, West Monroe attempted 37 free throws and made 21. So, they missed 16. Mm. And Washita attempted 44 and made 34 of their 44 free throws. Hmm. Yeah. So, that's a lot, a, of free lot throw. of free throws. Well, you called it a free throw shooting contest in the second quarter. It felt like that. It really did. Yeah. yeah. Both teams in double bonus and – Hand checks were called, so you can imagine how that game played out. Uh, Quint wants to point out a big game for the Pels tonight at the Spurs. Gets them in a tie for fourth in the West. Quint's always coming after ULM. Will ULM gain more yards than they'll have fans in attendance at home games? Oh, come on. They had one of the better offenses in the country last year. Well, I, that might actually be his point just because, you know, they might actually eclipse the people that are there. Not really, but I think he's trying to poke fun at ULM fans. Uh, easy segue here with uh, ULM. They did announce their uh, 12-game football schedule uh, yesterday. The major takeaway for me is the fact they have just uh, five home games, and they will start the year with, uh, what, five of the first seven on the road. Yeah, only five home games, so. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, look no, at – But they, they are cutting back, and this was a huge talking point about money games going from three to two. Yeah, I was just about to say that. You look at the schedule. I thought last year their non-conference schedule was one of the most brutal in the country. You could argue it was the toughest in the country, really. But uh, this year, I don't think it's the case. Uh, I think I think it's uh, a little bit easier. Still tough. Yeah, yeah uh, now you have uh, Texas saying name you'll travel the Aggies in the third week of the schedule – and then in the sixth week, you go to Old Miss. Right. It's a little bit different than Florida State and Auburn, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, they, they do open up the year at home versus Southeastern and then yeah. go to Southern Miss. But just five home games are going to be a tough stretch there at the start of the year. Yes, indeed. Now, switching over to college basketball, I know you were, you were anchoring last night, so you probably didn't get a chance to see this finish. But Miami and North Carolina – had a thrilling outcome. It was like it was like the North Carolina Villanova championship game. North Carolina's down by three. They come down. I believe it was Joel Berry hit a deep three to tie it at 91. And with four seconds to go, 
Miami just gets it up the court, and Jaquan Newton launches a three. It was near half court, and he sinks it at the buzzer. This is what it sounded like. Barry takes it for three. That's pretty good stuff. Oh, so good. Yeah. Back-to-back shots like that. Got me ready for March Madness. Mm. But, and really, I think it's what college basketball needed right now because of all this talk surrounding the coaches and the recruits and how corrupt the NCAA is. I was glad to see the kids step up and, and, and you know, take center stage and, and get people talking about the play on the court. Mm. That does set up uh, tomorrow, too, what we have going on. Top 10 Thursday. Yes, Good calls. Yes. That won't break it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, it would have been so we continue to look for uh, the best uh, radio or TV calls that you've heard throughout your life. Yeah, this is that is, what we're, we're throwing dude, life we're, in dude, We're going to just do Not everything. the last decade? No. We're, so Al Michaels is going to be on. I'll, I'll, I'll give, leave it up to you. Do you want, do you want de- the last decade or do you want of nah, all time? It can be all time. It's fine. Okay. It's going to be a hard list to compile but yeah good luck with that today jake oh thanks yes uh then the other news with the college hoops continues to be of course the fallout and well when i say fallout it still continues to build uh what's taking place with the the fbi investigation and now you got all kinds of people throwing in their opinion do you want your nba all-stars or the legends of the game to have an opinion and give you a little commentary on the state of college basketball you better be easy you better tread lightly here would michael jordan go there i don't know yeah. i don't know it's a new world today uh, you know lebron like I, will go there lebron will go there and so will carmelo anthony and and several others uh, they they stepped up and they voiced their opinion about the ncaa and here's what lebron had to say about the whole thing the g league as is doing our, our clap and command what we're doing right now with that um we've had so many call-ups um, in the last 10 years, and guys have actually, you know, been, you know, max guys, champions, you know, people that people inspiring guys because they took that route. And we've also had guys that went overseas and then came back into the G League and been a part of our league. So we're doing a great job, but we want to continue to get better and better. Um, I do like this, I got, you know, real good idea about this whole farm system thing that I want to, you know, go over with the commission and some of the people, but um, that's. That's a longer dialogue, but NCA is is, is I mean, it's, it's correct. We know. That. I'm sorry. It's gonna make headlines, but it's correct. I like that. We know that. Look, I didn't want to give you guys a headline, but whatever. It's corrupt. And he knew as soon as he said it. It's corrupt. All right. Oh well. <laughs> Go ahead, run it. Run it on the front page. Whatever. Uh, so LeBron, by the way, Quinn's got a good. Texture. How does uh, LeBron know anything about the NCAA? You skip college. Speak about what you know about. <laughs> What's not a big fan of LeBron? Yeah. I don't think this will make him in, uh, a bigger fan either. So LeBron last night became the first player to score 30,000 points, record 8,000 rebounds, and record 8,000 assists. The yeah. true triple threat player. Did he pat himself on the back? Did he pull a Clay Travis? <sighs> he patted himself on the back. This is what he put on Instagram. And I'm a LeBron fan. I like LeBron. But this post like this where I'm like, LeBron, let other people brag for you. 
He posted this. It's just surreal, knowing where I come from, in parentheses, the bottom. To accomplish a feat never done before in the league, I grew up only dreaming that I could be a part of. Wow, all caps. Hashtag strive for greatness. Hashtag I stand solo dolo. Hashtag James Kane. <laughs> oh, LeBron. I, I'm a I'm a fan, I, and I, I'm not ashamed to say that. I, I think he does a lot of great things for the league. I think he's fun to watch. I think he is a one-of-a-kind player. Uh, but I do get why people don't like him when he posts stuff like that. You need to do something like that on Instagram or tweet. Man, I nailed that lead last <laughs> night for West Monroe and Washita. That's as well as it's ever been done. I stand solo yeah, yes. <laughs> Uh Jonathan says, hoping it's not hashtag – March sadness with more coaching and recruiting news. Yeah, hopefully not. I don't. I think we're good for this year. That's. I think we're. I think we're. I don't think anything's going to come out before this year's March Madness. But I think somebody's going to be vacating a title. I feel pretty confident in that. Michael points out from Monroe just because LeBron didn't go to college doesn't mean the vultures didn't circle his life trying to get him there. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Very true. Very, very true. Keep them coming. 888-993-7762. Got a doctor segment coming up next with Jeff Counts. If you got a question or two, love to hear from you. 888-993-7762. We're back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK. BOR. We are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self. Maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. It's time for the Morning Drive's weekly visit with the sports medicine doctors at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. I'm Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. We always look forward to catching up with the doctors on Wednesday morning around 730 or so. Today it's Dr. Jeff Counts. How are you doing this morning, bud? 
I'm good, guys. How are y'all? Uh, I know you had plans to go out to West Monroe versus Washita. As a fan, what did you make of that foul fest? Well, I don't know that I have ever seen a game <laughs> any at any level where so many fouls were called. Um, I, I would I don't know the stats, but I would have to guess that at least half of the points in that game were made by free throws. I think you're close. Uh, well, when there's, what, 80 fouls called in the game, it's a little rough. I mean, it was unbelievable. <clears throat> and it was equal uh, yeah. on both sides. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't weighted one one team more than another. It, I mean, it was just every time up and down the court there was a whistle blown. And it was, mm-hmm. it was really frustrating to watch. And as a fan, it's just hard to kind of get excited. I can only imagine what that was like as a player. It was such a herky-jerky kind of game. No momentum was ever established. Right. Right. I mean, you can't get in, into any kind of flow or rhythm as a player. And um, obviously, from a fan perspective, it just, you know, West Monroe tried to make a run there at the end of the game. And, and that was when there started to get some energy in the crowd. But um, but pretty much the whole game, it was just kind of a dull fest. Yeah. And Dr. Counts, as you know, as you go to a number of sporting events across northeast Louisiana, we know about the packed houses during football season, but other sport, other events, uh, you know, sports don't typically get crowds like we saw last night, and that's the sad part about it. That's right. That's right. You know, we, you get a great crowd, you know, uh, two local teams in the playoffs, um, and then and then you get that kind of an event uh, that, you know, that happens, and um, it really does just kind of put a sour taste in your mouth. All right. Now that we piled on the officiating crew, let's talk a couple, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of injuries. Uh, one of our favorites, Zach Watson, continues to battle back from a strained oblique. Besides rest, what can the LSU slugger do to recover from this? Well, you know, obviously he's getting daily treatment probably a couple of times a day from the trainers at, at LSU. And, um, you know, they can do things uh, with different modalities and stretches and things like that to try and, um, you know, work through this injury. But, but ultimately, there's there's not a you know a, a surgical fix, obviously, or a um, any kind of magic shot or pill that he can take that'll make this go away. You know, Mother Nature and, and his body just have to heal this. And um, you know, like I said, they can do some some treatment for it to try and speed up the healing process. But but it's just one of those things. It's a it's a nagging, aggravating injury, especially for a baseball player who has to swing a bat. Yeah, that was the other point I was going to make, how it makes it a little bit different for him being a baseball player and considering the motion that he uses on a daily basis. That's right. On an hourly minute basis. That's uh, right. You, it's, at, uh, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you look, uh, there's been several athletes, including Phoenix's uh, Devin Booker, dealing with uh, hip pointers. What do they typically consist of, and how, how do they typically happen? Well, a hip pointer is uh, an injury – Basically, not so much to the hip as much as it is to the pelvis. Um, the bony prominence that's basically right on the front of your hip, um, just below your abdomen, um, is where a hip pointer occurs. And it typically occurs in a blow of some kind. You know, obviously in football, that's probably the most common place where a player takes a shoulder pad or a helmet to the front of the pelvis and uh, the injury happens right there on that bone. And basically what happens is you get a bruising of the entire soft tissue around the area, but also a bruise of the bone. And I've seen in certain situations where the bone can actually 
um, suffer a small fracture. So um, it, it's it's a very painful, uh, really debilitating injury. Um, it it hurts for a person to try to, you know, even you know, um, walk comfortably because of um, the muscles that control the the motion of the leg, as far as you know, just the walking uh, when you flex your flex your hip or leg to move forward. Um, those muscles are aggravated by this injury. So um, it's it's a really really painful and debilitating injury when it does happen. Um, but you know, it's one of those things again, a lot like the oblique injury, where you know it's just a time and and treatment. Uh, perspective as far as trying to give it time to get over it. Uh, Dr. Jeff Counts joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. If you have a question or two, you can hit us up at 888-993-7762. We did learn that uh, Tim Tebow cannot walk on water. He sprains his left ankle after tripping over a sprinkler head. What are some of the (laughs) oddest sports injuries that perhaps you have heard or or somebody came into your office with? Well, you know, the one that comes to mind, you know, most recently, you know, we had a player out at ULM who, uh, during a spring game, um, uh, one of the tight ends had caught a touchdown pass, and when he was coming back to the sideline, he and his position coach uh, did one of those jumping chest bumps. <laughs> and and when he came down, he landed on his leg and tore his ACL. Um, you know, so, you know, obviously there have been some – you know, other situations where things like that have happened. Probably, you know, if you remember Martin Gramatica when he kicked the field goal and celebrated and tore his ACL. You know, things like that that happen that are just, you know, really strange uh, kind of injuries that happen that, um, you know, you, you don't expect it. And, and when it does happen, it's just like, oh, my gosh, what were they thinking? So. Hmm. Dr. Counts, uh, listeners are always curious, what is perhaps the, the most difficult or tedious sports surgery that you do on a, a monthly basis? Well, probably the most difficult that we, you know, come across or deal with is usually something like a multi-ligament injury to a knee. Um, when somebody has a true knee dislocation or they have a really traumatic injury to their joint where more than one ligament is torn, an ACL, a PCL, um, an MCL, and, and we have to do a multi-ligament reconstruction. Um, and, and those surgeries can be very challenging, obviously. Um, you're trying to, you know, create a, a, a stable joint again for that athlete to be able to return to their um, sport. And, you know, sometimes it does require even a multi-surgery type approach where you do one or two ligaments with one surgery and then come back a few weeks later and do another ligament. So uh, probably something like that would be, you know, one of the more difficult things that, that we deal with from a sports perspective. Hmm. Dr. Counts, I'm worried about my co-host over here, Jake. He's been working on the heavy bag in his garage. If he needs your assistant, assistance or your colleagues, where, they, where can he find you? Well, the best way is obviously just to give us a call on our main number. It's 323-8451. Um, we have our Monroe, our West Monroe, and our Ruston locations. And, of course, if it's after 5 o'clock, you can still uh, come in and be seen on our Monroe office on Monday through Thursday until 8 p.m. and then on Saturday mornings. Dr. Counts, we made it through this segment without a foul being called or a free throw being shot. So uh, we are making improvements. <laughs> 
That's amazing. All right. <laughs> Take it easy, bud. Thank you. All right. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> See, he was right with us. Yeah, I think everybody there is, is right with us. Um, by the way, this is completely off topic, but I just discovered on Twitter uh-huh. that Lil Boosie, you know who Boosie is, right? Yes, you do. They pl- they play his song at at every or multiple songs at every basketball gym you go to. Anyway, okay. uh, he was at uh, the girls' championships yesterday. Uh-huh. Eddie Bonine took a picture with him. Oh, you think nice. you think Eddie Bonine uh, listens to Lil Boosie in, in his downtime? Hmm. I would love to see that. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious because just seeing seeing them take a picture together just it didn't. Hmm. I don't see Bonine and go, yeah, he listens to Boosie. Hmm. From the reports that I'm getting from the, the girls' state championships down in Alexandria, repeats perish that the Coliseum looks fantastic. You, that, you keep repeating that. You, yeah. You're all about that. Well, I, I'm just going from the footage that I witnessed. And, and, you know, it was kind of a mirror image to the Civic Center, Monroe Civic Center. And, but they've done major renovations to their place. Hint, hint. No, I'm just saying. Hint, hint. So. And their crowds haven't been spectacular yet. No. I, just looking at the footage, it, it doesn't look too great. Hopefully people show up Friday mm-hmm. for, the, for the state championship games. Yeah, we got four area teams, as we mentioned at the top of the show, going for state championships on Friday. Claiborne at 10 a.m. Atlanta will be playing at noon. Delhi hits the court at 2 and then at 8 o'clock. In the 4A finals, you got Neville going for a championship. A couple other headlines that we failed to mention uh, did you see uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son now mm-hmm. verbally commits to UCLA? Yeah, that was quick. That happened a lot quicker than I thought. Uh, he quickly decommitted from Arizona after all of that news broke and uh, decided that UCLA was the place for him to go and mm-hmm. did it quickly. And, of course, some were hoping that perhaps yeah. that uh, he would be lured down to LSU. Shaq would kind of push him in the right direction. Yeah, and uh, Cody Warsham, who, who we've had on this show, he just did an interview with Shaq, and uh, he, he said that Shaq told him that he, he wanted his son to come to LSU. So, I, so we know Shaq was pushing him to go to LSU, but uh, he chose to go to L- UCLA. LSU Tigers will wait. They continue to work on their CIT and CBI resume. They will be against South Carolina tonight. Yeah, NIT resume is what you meant. So. No, I meant CBI and CIT. That's what I meant. You heard listen, me right. Listen, uh, <laughs> by the way, speaking of NIT, did you see that they're going to change it up a little bit? They're going to try to do four quarters, four 10-minute quarters? You don't care. Yeah, what, what difference is that? I, well, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting that they're experimenting a little bit. They're moving the, the free throw. They're widening the free throw line, doing a couple different things. I don't right. know. I think it's interesting. Uh, but, yeah, LSU's taking on South Carolina tonight. Uh not playing for an NCAA tournament bid, so I think the the polish is off. It's it's not as fun to watch this last run, uh, but uh, it's a good chance to get some positive momentum after you know everything that's happened this past week with with losing to Georgia and with everything with Lil Wade. Text here: No one over thirty knows who that rapper is, Jake. Obviously, Eddie Bo Nine did, or somebody <laughs> Eddie Bo Nine did. somebody pushed him up there and said, "Hey, take a picture with this." Guy. I guarantee you, you've all heard "Set It Off." If you go to a basketball game in Louisiana, you've heard set it off, and that Boosie Boosie scene wraps that. John Tabor is not under the age of 30. Do you know what uh, Jake's talking about, John? I don't know maybe specific tracks, but yes. Okay. Okay. Walk it out or whatever. I can hear it in my head. That's Boosie here. 
We're getting we're getting way off here. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two coming up after the break. Brooks Store joins us as Lay Textures get ready for a big week. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial grade materials and require little to no assembly so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple, shipping is free, and our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions at veridesk.com slash radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com slash radio. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. It's hard to believe, but the last week of the regular season has arrived in the college ranks. We've always looked forward to catching up with Lady Texas head coach, Brooke Storr. She joins us on the Stewart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, coach? Doing great. Yeah, it is hard to believe. I can't believe we're in the last week of February. It's crazy. Before we get to this big uh, final regular season game for you, I, I got to tell you, I, I feel old uh, today. I was going through, we're doing a feature story on Leon Barmore tonight on the TV side, and I was going back and looking for some old clips. And, of course, I stumbled across a number of highlights of yours and, of course, doing an interview with you literally 15, 16 years ago. You want to talk about making me feel old. You know, I was—I mean, I'm 20 years out of high school this this spring, so it's—it's um, kind of crazy. It's—it just—it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that long ago. But um, I go, ooh, it has been that long. So it's—it's it, flown by. We're still young. Yeah, I, yeah. You look at, of course, uh, your Lady Texters team. What can we make of this squad right now? You have had some huge wins, including one uh, last week, and then there have been other times where you guys have stubbed your toe, kind of heckling Je- uh, Jekyll squad. Uh, what do you think of this team right now as you got one game left in the regular season? Well, I think the last two, three weeks we've been defending uh, much better than we did at the start of the season. I think if you look even at the first um, six games of conference play, you know, we were 3-3. Three and three. We had lost three road games. 
Um, and some of that was, you know, on the defensive end, we were putting people on the free throw line too much and just not guarding the basketball very well. And some, you know, there were some reasons for that. And we made some adjustments and people got healthy and um, just got some more experience in there. And I just think this group is starting to build confidence and play with a little more consistency. And I think that's the biggest word for this group is um, finding a way to be consistent with our effort and our energy. And, and you know, like you said, we can, we can be great at times. And then we can look like a completely different team. I think, um, you know, our, our upperclassmen, our leadership with uh, Alexis Malone, Taylor Staley, Kira Anthony, those uh, young ladies, they've really kind of the last couple of weeks, you know, decided, hey, you know, we've got to be consistent and model that um, every day in practice. And I think that they're starting to do that um, at, you know, a rate that we'd really like to see. And, um, and we're, we're getting better battles. You can score the basketball, get out and push and transition, get some easy baskets from your defense. I think that relieves some pressure from your half-court offense, and we've been able to do that. So hopefully that consistency will stick around and uh, we can bottle this up for the next few weeks. I mentioned a huge win. Uh, you did it last week against Conference USA League leader UAB. You win that thing on the road by 10 to improve your record 18-10 and 10 overall, 9-6 and six in conference play. Was that sort of your message to the ladies following the victory is, hey, look at what we can do when we put it all together and we remain focused? Yeah, and I think we've had moments and stretches of that in, in games against Western Kentucky. You look back at the Western Kentucky game and we shot the ball very well. We scored it when we didn't turn it over. And, you know, that game we turned it over 25 times. And those were a lot of unforced errors. And so I think just going back to um, – them realizing, hey, we can compete with anybody in this league, and when we want to play at a high level, this group is capable of that, and so much of it is going to be, you know, just being consistent with that. And um, I think they understand that. I think there's a sense of urgency um, with our upperclassmen, and it, I think it's carrying over um, to the group. Final regular season game uh, Thursday as you go on the road to Rice. Play out the different scenarios, and I know there's a number of them. Uh, what has to happen for you guys to improve your seeding? I guess, first of all, to beat Rice, and how important of a game B- is Bottom line, win. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's all we can control. And, you know, we were in this situation last year. We got some help um, on the on the last day of the season. We had actually played on Thursday our last game last year and didn't and had a bye on that Saturday, same as this season. And for us, you know, we've got to control what we can control, and that's um, – taking care of our business we know um you know we won by 20 here against rice a few weeks ago but we didn't play very well when you go back and you address the film and you watch um with our team i didn't think we defended very well in the half court we turned them over 20 times that led to 32 points for us um which was huge and that was the difference in the game um you know it was a 10 12 point game there in the third early fourth quarter and we really had a, a good fourth quarter but um, I didn't think we defended the way we need to on Thursday in order to beat them on the road. They haven't lost a home game um, dating back since last year. They're 15 and 0 in their last, you know, 15 home games, and I think it's like the it's one of the longest streaks and in, in um, longest streak at our conference, and then one of the longest streaks in the country. But we've got to do a great job going in there. Um, it's going to be a tough environment. They play well at home. They shoot the ball well at home. They're a confident team at home, and. Number one, we've got to we've got to handle our business on Thursday. If not, if we don't take care of our business, then nothing else matters. But we will most likely being be in a tie break situation with um, either Charlotte, Middle Tennessee, 
um, us and Rice, depending on the outcomes of their games this this week as well. So uh, a lot of things can play out. Bottom line is we can finish anywhere from third to six. So um, I think the biggest thing is we have a head-to-head over everyone except for Charlotte. And, you know, we need, we need a little help, but we have to take care of our business on Thursday. And the biggest thing for us is not to get focused on that. And, you know, it's our message to our team of we've got to go continue to try to get better. And if we do that like we've tried to do over the last three weeks, um, then this group will will be fine. Brooke, it seems like we've talked a lot about the schedule this year, but if you look, you guys take care of business against Thursday. you got to like the way it sets up to have a few days to kind of get refocused and get ready for the postseason tournament. Yeah, I think that's been good. Um, you know, sometimes you like to stay in a rhythm and a routine, but I, I don't think, you know, because we haven't played a bunch of Thursday, Saturdays, um, and every week has been the same routine. I think we'll be fine because we have had a lot of, you know, different, our weeks have looked different every week, you know, going from a, a Friday, Sunday to a Thursday, Saturday, back to a Friday, Sunday. And so I, I think the break is actually going to be really good. We've been in finals, just finished up class yesterday, um, last, last finals for our group. And um, so that, you know, is something else that we can focus on of just being able to allow our players to sleep in a little bit, get a little extra rest. Um, not have the stress. Yeah, you know, I was really proud of our team Saturday. We were in the middle of finals and went on the road and, and had to play, you know, a, a top team in the league. And I thought they handled themselves very well. So hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do the same this week. But, um, you know, I am excited that we've got, we've had a little time to correct some things and work on us. And you get in the habit of just preparing for the next opponent. Sometimes there can be slippage and, and, you know, things that you need to work on with your group. And, We've been able to address that the last two weeks, so that's been a good a good thing for us. We've talked about senior forward Alexis Malone countless times on the show. She had another big week. In fact, was a co-conference USA Player of the Week. Being a senior, have you noticed a different in, difference in her game as she realizes this is her last run at it? Oh yeah, I think um, you know it was really a neat moment in that game on Saturday. Um, she wants to win and she wants this group to win. And she knows this is, you know, it's, it's winding down and we're in crunch time for her. And I think she is playing with a sense of urgency, but we're in a, in a, a, a run in the second quarter. Um, and, you know, we've kind of stretched it on them a little bit. We're getting close to, you know, it's around 15, 18 points. And, she comes down and hits a three in transition and, um, you know, something hit, everybody's like, why is she shooting threes now? And we said, well, you know, she does it every day in practice. We've just hadn't been able to get her to do it in a game. And about the last seven, eight games, she's been shooting it and she's shooting 45% from three. So hopefully we, that'll open up a few more options for us offensively as we had in these last few weeks. But she comes down in transition, hits a three. They call a timeout. Um, I think we're up about 14 at that point come back out of the timeout, go back. We get a stop, go back down. She hits another three from the same spot in transition, and um, we go down, get a stop, and then we get the the last possession uh, of the half, and she asks for the ball. Like, she is calling for the ball. She's calling her own number. And when a player gets to that point, when they're asking for the ball, you better believe we're going to put it in their hands. And, um, you know, that's what you want from a leader. And, and Seasons end um, usually how seniors go, and uh, I like the direction that she's she's leading us in, and, and hopefully we can ride that out a, a few more weeks. Brooke, as always, we appreciate the time. Good luck on the road versus Rice this week. We'll catch up next week before the tournament. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it.
Brooks Store, Lady Texter's head coach, joining us for her weekly visit. You know, we did forget a headline uh-huh. this morning. Uh, we forgot to talk about the rule, the proposed rule changes uh, with the NFL. Uh, the one that's been talked about the most is the catch rule and how the NFL desires to make it a little more obvious and, you know, stating that, you know, catches like Des Bryant's and, and Calvin Johnson's in the past would have been catches. And uh, that's looking like it's going to pass. Well, and you would hope so. Anybody sitting at home on their lazy boy or their couch can know, well, that's a catch. Exactly. <laughs> so that's good. I think the bigger deal, though, is to talk about the defensive passing interference. Now, Aaron, I don't know how you feel about this. Um, I think it's kind of split. I see, I see arguments for both sides. Me personally, I like the NFL rule better than the college rule. I like it because I think you're going to have some out there to say, well, it rewards the offense because quarterbacks can underthrow their receivers and draw a penalty and get a spot foul. Yeah, that can happen, but that you got to leave it up to the officials to, to recognize that and know when to not throw the flag. Now, on the other hand, the reason why I like it more than the college rule is because if you're a DB and you get beat, it gives you incentive to just try to tackle that guy, try to trip him up, and therefore you're only giving up 15 yards rather than a touchdown. I've always thought the NFL rule was better than the college rule because of that. And, and it's, it's because, you know, you've seen some teams in the past in college take that advantage. And, and I think it's smart. Why not? If it's only a 15-yard penalty, rather, you know, rather give that up than a touchdown. That's the way I feel about it. I don't know if you feel differently. Yeah. I, hear, I hear arguments from both sides. I think it's pretty split. But uh, this is what, what's uh, said. NFL com- competition committee is discussing the possibility of it, but Bob Glaber, I hope I'm saying his name right. I hope you're saying it wrong. Or Glaber? Well, it's G-L-A-U-B-E-R. Right. Would you pronounce that, Glaber? Right. Anyway, he says, being, told, childhood. being told it's very doubtful that NFL would adopt 15-yard pass interference penalty to replace current spot foul penalty. Huh. I don't know. I thought uh, the NFL actually had that one right, uh, but – I don't know. I was just seeing if we could start a little debate here, but it sounds like you agree with me. Uh, we're just the 7 o'clock hours come to an end. Keith Richard coming up after the break. Uh, you continue to hit us up on the text line, 888-993-7762. One of the major talking points in the 7 o'clock hour is the West Monroe Washita game last night that featured 61 fouls and 83 free throw attempts. Gary says, all right, fellas, if hand checking is a foul and the refs established this early on, the players had to adjust. Obviously, they didn't. If you speed in a school zone, you're going to get a ticket, boys. <laughs> it's uh, how hard is it to play without doing that, though? Come on. And especially in a game where it's it's two teams that are very athletic. The game is played at a fast pace. It's it's easy to draw fouls with that. You'll hear from Washington head coach Jerry Madison in the 8 o'clock hour. But up next, Keith Richard from ULM joins us as the Hawks return back to home. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.